This week, DJI announced the newest quadcopter in their Phantom series, the DJI Phantom 4. Now, I've had the DJI Phantom 3 Professional for about six months now. I've used this a lot. I've gotten a lot of footage on this that I really like, and I've really enjoyed using it. So I want to talk about what some of the new features are in the Phantom 4 and whether or not this is something I would upgrade to. So the footage that you're looking at, I actually shot on the Phantom 3 Professional. The DJI Phantom 4 is not available yet, but it will be out in the Apple Store on March 15th, so it is coming up very soon. There's been some redesigns and some upgrades of features, and the most obvious will be the body size. They've, it's the same form factor as the earlier Phantoms, but it actually is a little bigger, which will allow for a few different things. One of the things they've redesigned is the way the propellers and the motors sit on top of the aircraft. Now, if you've flown one of the Phantoms before, you know that when you move forward the aircraft tilts forward and if you're going fast enough and there's enough tilt you actually start to get propellers in the frame and that's not really what you want when you're shooting video and so they've alleviated that by actually creating motors that are more efficient and they sit up higher so no longer will you have props in the frame. The other thing that's interesting is the propellers on the previous Phantoms were kind of a spin to lock mechanism and the new ones it's a simpler motion of just simply push and twist to lock them into place. Also new is the battery and it's been completely redesigned and on the Phantom Phantom 3, depending on how hard I'm pushing it and what I'm doing, on a good day I'll get about 15 minutes of flight time at best. And so for that reason I have several batteries so I can land and put a new battery in and take back off and continue to work. Now the DJI Phantom 4 has a redesigned battery that will give you up to what they're saying is about 28 minutes of flight time. So the good news is, is that you do get more flight time. The bad news is it's a completely redesigned battery. So if you own a bunch of old batteries and you already own a Phantom, you're out of luck. They won't work. So the big new feature that everybody is talking about with the Phantom 4 is what's known as obstacle avoidance. And the way this works is DJI have put two small sensors on the top of the landing gear on the front of the aircraft. Now if the Phantom 4 comes upon something like a building or a tree, what it'll do is it'll sense the object is there, it will stop, and if you have a predetermined flight path, it will try to find a way around the obstacle and then continue back on that path. Now if it can't find a way around, what it will do is stop and hover. I do want to clarify this just a little bit because I think the marketing around this is somewhat misleading. The obstacle avoidance only works when you're moving forward or descending, moving down. The problem is, is on any of these quadcopters, you can move in six directions, forward, back, left, right, up, and down. I have had mine for about six months, and there have been a few times where I have bumped into things. Uh, one time I backed into a bench. <laughs> Another time I hit a tree, and actually the last little bump that I had, a friend of mine and I were making a video, he had an art exhibition at a gallery here, and we were flying the drone indoors, and I backed into one of his sculptures. Now fortunately I didn't actually damage anything, I just simply bumped into things. But my point is, is that every time I've had a collision with my Phantom 3, it has been usually within 20 feet of me and 10 feet from the ground, and it's never been flying forward or descending. It usually happens as a result of what we call disorientation. So when you're flying a quadcopter, and if you've flown one you'll know what I'm talking about, you tend to, in your mind, orient yourself, especially if you're shooting video and looking at the screen, into the, where the quadcopter is. And so, you know, if you're moving Moving forward, you know to move forward or left or right. What happens with disorientation is when the aircraft is turned around, let's say it's facing you, 
and usually you're in some kind of hold where you're trying to land or take off or just simply hover or something. And what'll happen is the, the aircraft will actually drift a little bit sometimes. Sometimes it's because there's a little bit of a breeze or it's just navigating. And so it doesn't stay exactly perfectly still. And every time that I've hit something, it's because it's been drifting back. And then what I do, because it's facing me, is I panic. I pull the gear towards me thinking that I'm going to bring the plane towards me and I hit reverse and then it pops right into whatever it is I'm trying to avoid. So that's the bigger problem. And I just want to clarify that because there's a lot of people, Fortune Magazine had this big article on how obstacle avoidance is this holy grail that all the drone manufacturers want to have in their aircraft and DJI were the first to have it. Well, it is there and it's not complete and I don't think it's a perfect safeguard and I just wanted to make a note of that because a lot of people are hyping that feature. It does work if you're moving forward or descending and moving down. Now where this is extremely useful is in the safeguard, there's kind of a panic button on the remote control that has a return to home function. And so what happens is when you take off and when you engage the propellers, the GPS inside the Phantom will establish a home point on the map. And so when you're out flying, if you for some reason get lost or need to return home, you can invoke that function. The the other way it can get invoked is if for some reason the remote control loses contact with the aircraft, I think it's for about five seconds, it'll automatically invoke itself. And so what it does is the aircraft will lift up to a predetermined altitude and then start moving back to the home point on the map and then descend. Now when you regain control, you can cancel out and take control of the aircraft. So obstacle avoidance is extremely important in something like that because basically in a return to home function, you are flying blind. So it is good that they have it for that. One thing that is very cool that they've added onto the Phantom 4 is a feature called Tap Fly. And the way this works is when you're looking at the monitor, all you have to do is tap the subject that you want to track. And this could be something moving like a car, a person, a dog, something like that. And what it'll do is it engages a tracking mode into the Phantom 4 where it will track that subject. And this is particularly useful if you're shooting video and you're doing things on the fly and quickly and you want to just be able to lock in on a subject and follow them. The camera on the Phantom 4 has also undergone a redesign in the lens and supposedly the optics are improved for sharpness and even more distortion correction. Honestly, the Phantom 3, if anything, had problems being too sharp. And most of that was processor and software based because you can go into the settings and turn the sharpness down and actually get a very good looking picture that you can control and sharpen up if necessary in post-production. So it will be interesting to see if the lens makes some improvements on that. Personally, I would have liked to have seen some different improvements on the lens, things like adding an aperture to it and I don't know, but at least it's something. And I would actually have to see footage from the Phantom 4 so we don't know what that looks like yet before I could make a judgment on that, but at least they have improved the lens somewhat. You might be wondering if the Phantom 4 is something that I'm going to spend the money to upgrade to, and the answer is no, I don't think so. I think that there are some wonderful upgrades to this quadcopter, and if you don't have one, it's a wonderful system to get into. However, I don't think the upgrades for me personally from the Phantom 3 that I already own are worth the upgrade at this point. I would rather wait and see what comes out next. However, having said that, there are two concepts for quadcopters that would cause me to want to upgrade. And they're not necessarily the same thing. But one, if DJI or somebody could design a quadcopter that would allow me to mount my own camera that had a gimbal as good as what's on the Phantom series, that would be worth upgrading to. The camera that's on the Phantom 3 Professional Edition is excellent. I have no problem with it. But there are times for specific things where it would be nice to be able to mount one of my Sonys or one of my Canons to it and be able to shoot that way. Now, I know that would be really difficult to do in that price range because you're trying to accommodate whatever somebody's 
he's going to put on there. So this could be a lot of different cameras and a lot of different sizes and weights. But something like that would cause me to want to upgrade my system at this point. The other thing, which is a completely different idea, is if somebody would design, and there have been concepts drawn up around this, but a small drone that you could like carry around with you that you could just put into the air and shoot people and your friends and you and things like that, do vlog footage, something that necessar isn't necessarily used in getting these massive aerial shots, but could be used for other things. Now that would be very interesting. And I know DJI have concepted a video on that. And there also is this thing called the Lily drone, which neither one of them exists yet. They've been promised to come out any month now, but um, at this point they're both vaporware. And when somebody comes out with something that will work, that is what I'm very interested in. But the camera quality has to be excellent on it as well. So I think the next year or two are gonna be really exciting in terms of the technology that we're gonna see coming out of all these companies. They're all highly competitive in this space. You have GoPro, you have DJI, you have Yannick, and there are others as well. And it's gonna be really interesting to see what comes out, and I think a lot of it is gonna be really surprising. One thing that I appreciate that DJI have done with the Phantom 4 is at least an attempt to build in some more safeguards and safety features with the drone. Drones are not really that dangerous if you know what you're doing. The one thing that I think we're really missing still, and it would be neat to see some of these companies step up to try to provide that, is more awareness, more safety, more instruction on how to fly, and encouraging people to practice with these more because they're really not toys, but they're being marketed as toys. And I'm not trying to harp on any of these companies, but for me personally, I practice a lot, I've flown a lot, I've done a lot of footage over the last six months. I certainly know the limits of where I feel safe and where I don't. And sometimes there are situations, depending on where I am or where I'm flying, where I just don't feel comfortable flying the drone and it doesn't have anything to do with me, it's people around me. There's kind of a stigma still that drones are evil and dangerous and they're gonna kill you or sneak into your window or whatever that is. And, and we still deal with that. Anytime the media mentions drones, it's stuff like the big drone apocalypse that was supposed to happen over Christmas where these millions of drones that were given as Christmas gifts would ascend into the sky. Of course, nothing ever happened. The only story that's really come out this year was the guy who was making a film and knocked a cheap drone into the side of the Empire State Building and then got arrested for reckless endangerment. Was he being stupid? Very possibly, but it makes great news and that's why it gets widely reported. And I would like to see some of these companies kind of take a proactive stance in awareness, training, and safety, and really making it fun and accepted to fly a drone. There have been places where I won't do it because we're in public or whatever, and just because of the people around, I just don't feel comfortable and I don't want to have the police called or an altercation involved. And I think that is probably one of the most unfortunate things about drones right now. But anyway, I digress. I think the Phantom 4 looks amazing. Even though I won't be personally upgrading, if you don't own a quadcopter, you're thinking about getting into it, I think the Phantom 4 is an excellent route to go. Or save your money and you can buy a Phantom 3 Professional for a lot less than what I paid for mine because DJI tend to drop the prices. So if you're willing to be patient, it can pay off. That's about all I got for today. If you guys enjoyed this video, please remember to like it, share it with your friends, and as always, subscribe to The Art of Photography so you'll always be up to date on all the latest and greatest videos that I do here. Until the next video, I'll see you guys then. Later.